Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord comes to us based on our lessons, especially our gospel lesson. In our culture, many parents struggle. They struggle with how to raise their kids, difficult kids, easy kids. What authority do they have in raising their own children? How to handle them when they act out? How to bring them up in the discipline, instruction in the Lord? I was a psychologist before I became a pastor. And so then when I became a pastor, I still often had people coming to me to consult, to say, how, what do I do, pastor, to, to raise these kids? What, how do I do these things? And I think usually when they came to me, they expected me to give some sort of answer based on some American psychologist from the last decade or two. And they were often quite surprised when I pointed them to a German pastor from 500 years ago, Luther, in his large catechism. I would often pull this out, sometimes in Bible studies, kind of wave it in front of people and say, look, this is not really a large catechism. I think we should rename it. I think it should be Luther's medium-sized catechism. A lot of people don't read it because they think it's too big for them to read. But it's only about 125 pages. In this booklet, Luther puts more emphasis on parenthood and the fourth commandment than he does on almost any single topic. Nearly 10% of the book is on the fourth commandment. In it, Luther writes things that I've always thought were growthful for parents to hear and for children to know as well. For example, in preference to all other lesser stations of life, God has given special recognition to fatherhood and motherhood by commanding not merely that we should love our parents, but that we should honor them. He distinguishes father and mother from all other persons on earth, chooses them and sets them next to himself. For to honor is a much higher thing than to love. For honor includes not only love, but also respect, humility, and awe, directed, one might say, toward a hidden majesty that is theirs. In this culture that emphasizes human rights and freedoms and liberty, Rather than the respect for authority in parents, I found it very pastoral to remind harried parents that they had this hidden majesty within them that God had granted to them. Now, unfortunately, I think a lot of kids think that they should do what their parents say only because their parents are bigger than they are. Or even once the kids get to be the same size, the kids think, well, the parents control the purse strings. That's the only reason that I have to do what they say. To such an attitude, Luther writes, Young people must therefore be impressed upon them that they should look up to their parents as representatives of God and bear in mind that however humble, poor, infirm, or eccentric, I always liked that one, eccentric that they may be, our father and mother are nevertheless God's gifts to us. They are not to be robbed of their honor because of any peculiarities or failings. Luther later drives home that point. He says, If we had neither father nor mother, we ought, on account of this commandment, wish that God would set blocks of wood or stone before us, that we might call our father and mother. How much more, when he has given us living parents, we should be glad to show them honor and obedience. We used this section once, well, several times actually during raising our kids for family devotions, but the first time we used it, 
My oldest girl was old enough to understand it, but our youngest girl was only about two and a half. But we decided, for the benefit of the older daughter, we wanted to do it anyway. My two-and-a-half-year-old was a very verbal two-and-a-half-year-old. A few weeks later, they went to visit their grandparents, and I got a phone call from my mother saying, Rick, what are you teaching your children? I very respectfully responded back to my mother, what, what do you mean, Mom? She said, Kay Ellen just told us that if you and Laura died, they're supposed to get blocks of wood to replace you. What does that mean? (laughs) Today we celebrate that the Lord gave special recognition, hidden majesty to fatherhood, especially to fatherhood in this specific situation of St. Joseph, the guardian of our father, the guardian of Jesus. Ironically, the Son of God could not have fulfilled his role as Savior of the world the fulfillment of God's covenant to David and Abraham without having this man as his earthly father. Mary gave birth to Jesus, and he was given human flesh through her. But Joseph, Jesus, through Joseph, Jesus was given the cultural and legal legitimacy that he was then able to carry out the rest of his earthly ministry. Ironically, God chose this simple carpenter to nurture and feed the infant Savior, to protect him from a king who wanted to kill him. Luke explicitly reveals to us that Jesus was submissive to his parents, despite the parenting errors that they most surely made, the one that we know of where they lost him for three days in the big city of Jerusalem. Joseph did not earn the privilege, or deserve to be the guardian of Jesus. But by God's grace, Joseph did the good works that God had prepared in advance for him to do. It never ceases to amaze me that God still gives out good works like that for us to do, to continue to reveal his saving gospel through limited, failed human beings like me, like you. Whether in your vocations as fathers and mothers, pastors, deaconesses, professors, or staff members, he chooses flawed human beings like Joseph and Mary to fulfill his will and his gospel here on earth, to save the world through the sacrificial death and miraculous resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of the promises that he made to David and Abraham. Today we remember Joseph, not because he was perfectly holy or because he intercedes for us, but because the Lord chose to give him those good works, that hidden majesty of raising the one who does now intercede for us with our Heavenly Father. We give thanks to God for the vocation that he gave to Joseph And we ask that he continue to grant us that same grace throughout our lifetimes as well. And the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.